May the words I speak and the words we hear be your words of life to us, our God. Amen. Before it begins, humanity is divided. Tribes have emerged, each speaking their own language, each defending what they see as their own, each wanting more. There is greed and violence, there is war and destruction, and this is not what God intended for this world. Creation is suffering, paying the price for this rupture. It begins with Abraham, who, with his wife Sarah, lived with his father's people, his hapu, Fano, in the land of Haran, where they had ceased their journey. Here their cooking fires are burning. The bones of the dead are buried. It is becoming their Turanga Waiwai, the place they belong, the place they return to from their wanderings with flocks, a place of safety, a place that defines them, with Maunga and Awa, mountain and river. They are the people of Haran. But God speaks to Abram, inviting him to leave this place, to leave his people, his iwi and hapu, to leave his marae, this place that shapes who he is, that defines his position in the world, who he relates to, what his life is about, how he lives his life. He is invited to leave for a new location, a new purpose, a new identity, and eventually, a new name. He is invited into an impossibility. With his barren wife, Sarai, they are invited into the unknown to give birth to a great nation, to be the primary ancestors of numberless descendants, when they cannot give birth to one. They are invited to trust this God and to sacrifice all for this promise. If they trust, this new people will be like, unlike any other. They will be the means by which God will heal the rupture, restoring this world to all that God intended. Tribes will learn to speak the language of their neighbour. They will become grateful for all that God has given and to freely give what they once saw as their own. Greed and violence will be placed with compassion and generosity. The tribes, the clans working together to build peace so that creation is healed, renewed, and all will live in harmony as God always intended. And Abram and Sarai trust. They leave behind all they were and become the mother and father of this hope. But soon, too soon, their descendants forget, and the old waves of clan, of tribe, return, claiming their own, living in fear, defending what had once been gift. But that is not the end of the story. The promise remains is grasped occasionally and lost again. The seeds lying still in the soil of the story of those ancestors 
who trusted into a new life. This promise is born anew in a baby, born in Bethlehem, to peasants who live in a small collection of caves in Galilee, the son of a carpenter and a young peasant girl, now a travelling rabbi, living the promise of human community healed, creation restored, the reign of God, eternal life now, Jesus the Nazarene. Crowds come to see and hear, amazed at his acts, troubled by his words. One comes, an elder and Pharisee, a Judean comatua. He comes at night, perhaps unseen, perhaps unsure, perhaps to spend the hours after sundown, hours reserved for study and debate, testing this peasant rabbi of no standing. He begins courteously, honouring this newcomer, to get this conversation underway. Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one can do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. And Jesus responds with a simple, you're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born again, born from above, it is not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. There it is again. Did you hear it? It is the invitation to Abram and Sarai to leave all that defines, all that give meaning to life, all that Nicodemus has given his life to, to start again. He is invited to trust God, to sacrifice all, and there are so many reasons not to. How can one climb into your mother's womb? I am a man of status and place, a man of mana. I have spent a life getting to this place, and you invite me to let it all go. To begin again, with all the angst and uncertainty, to trust. For what? For that ancient promise held in Abram and Sarai's wobbly trust that gave birth to a new people unlike any other, the means by which God is healing the rupture, restoring this world to all that God intended, inviting tribes to learn to embrace their enemy as whānau, as family, to live for Nongatanga and Manakitanga for all, for all. Even those who for the ages have been the enemy. This is hard. Nicodemus has many objections. It will be a long journey. But Jesus is not done. Nicodemus may have bit off more than he could chew. You're a respected leader of Israel and you don't know these basics. Listen carefully. I'm speaking to you sober truth. I speak only of what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing second hand here, no hearsay. 
Yet instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face and you don't believe me, what use is there in telling you of things you can't see, the things of God? Remember when Moses lifted the serpent in the desert? To survive the bite of the snake, the people of God had to look at the consequences of their distrust. Their moaning and longing, looking and wishing for more and more, despite all God had done. Bringing out of slavery, keeping them alive in the wilderness with water and manna and quail. Offering the promise of going home, of being the people in whom God is healing the rupture. Restoring this world to all that God intended. In the same way, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up, a symbol of the consequence of humanity's distrust, their moaning and longing, looking and wishing for more and more, despite all God has done. Bringing them out of slavery, keeping them alive in their wilderness, offering the promise of going home, of being the people in whom God will heal the rupture. He gave his son, his one and only son. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why. So that no one need be destroyed by trusting in him. As Abraham and Sarai trusted, anyone can have a whole and lasting life now. Anyone can be part of God's healing work. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again, to offer a way. That all will become grateful for all that God has given and will freely give what they once saw as their own. Greed and violence will be replaced with compassion and generosity the tribes working together to build peace so that creation is healed, renewed, and all will live in harmony. Jesus is not just speaking to Nicodemus. He speaks to all who would listen. He speaks to you and me. So this morning as he speaks these words again, what do you hear in the story? What stood out? What questions do you have? What questions are asked of you? What are you invited to this Lent? I invite you to turn to your neighbour and have a conversation. What did you hear? What stood out? What questions do you have? What questions are asked of you? What are you invited to this Lent? Have a conversation for a few minutes.